feel like it was a lot closer tonight offensively? We just got to be better in the second half. Uh, I thought the first half we did pretty good. Um, we're getting there. It's just not where it needs to be uh, in order to get a victory. So um, I thought in the first half we made some steps in the right direction. Second half just wasn't good enough. What was the difference in the first and the second half? Where did things kind of derail? I think uh, a little bit of rhythm, and then we just didn't hit on the plays we needed to. We had some crucial plays in the second half that if we get those plays, it, it might have been a different story, and we just didn't hit on them. So um, I think there's a few more details in there that we'll have to go back and watch on the film. You guys spent a lot of time on the field out there. It's our own fault. Um, you know, three and outs, uh, you do that, you're on the sideline. Um, but as a defense, we can get off the field. Um, I think they had like, like a, a normal drive in the second half that, uh, you know, they were able to sustain the clock. I know it's same for both teams. Does a short week play into it at all? I, I ain't buying into that, man. Like, they were on the same thing, and they got the job done. So you won't hear me make an excuse about that. And now, time to get in the huddle with your host, Charles Prodigy, here on the Mass Steel Podcast. Hey! You blink, I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. You get where you feel like you can rush the quarterback. You understand? Rush the quarterback. Thanks in for the touchdown. And there's the coup de grace. Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. There you have it. Very frustrated uh, Cam Hayward right there. As you just uh, heard right there on the opening, this was the following uh, loss to the Cleveland Browns on Thursday Night Football. And uh, good morning, everybody, and welcome to this uh, special edition here of Show Show Blitz of the Steelers versus Browns Thursday Night Football postgame show uh, recap. Uh, I just want to apologize to any who uh, saw yesterday. I was trying to get this thing going. I had to cut off, uh, so I apologize for not posting any updates, but we're here right now. I uh, just want to just get into this right now. It's been a frustrating uh, last few days, of course, understandably so. Uh, Steelers do go on to lose this one uh, to the Browns. 17-29 to 29 is your uh, final score here. As um, the Steelers should not sweep the Browns uh, this time around, they'll have an opportunity to split with them. And the last time that happened was three years ago, back in 2019. So we'll find out. But uh, anyway, you just heard uh, Mitch Trubisky's uh, comments on the loss right there. Uh, just definitely very incredibly alarming right now. And the only frustrating thing is I feel like Mitch Trubisky, he just seems to feel like a guy that's almost like a dead man walking right now at this point in his career. I mean, uh, people have definitely termed the phrase, lame duck quarterback right now uh, um, and to be honest here listen I always saw all along that I was not enthused about having this guy being signed on the team but when he did get dumped on their left they signed him free agency how are you going to make this work and we always kept hearing you know from Mike Tomlin with Matt Canada was that you know they want a mobile quarterback which Ben was not doing so 
I mean, as inconsistent as his offense was, and of course, coupled with the fact of a struggling offensive line a year ago, which seems like it's doing a little bit better this time around. I mean, I think it's doing a good job protecting the quarterback so far. But the problem remains right now, it's just, just not scoring enough points at this point in time. Because when you look at like where they were uh, last year, I mean, when you think about the team, I mean, going into this uh, season for all three games, I mean, when you uh, take a look at everything, I mean, they had uh, 50 points through uh, three games here, which is about 17 points a game. And then you go into uh, this year right here where they're uh, having right now about averaging 18 points a game, which is almost like barely above the same mark where they were last year. They're pretty much almost in a similar boat. So not really much has changed. Uh, Mike Tomlin, uh, he was asked uh, to – like uh, where he was going to have like a quarterback change, basically. And uh, he said uh, a definitive no. I'm not in that mindset. I'm interested in reviewing this tape, looking at the totality of it, and figuring out how we collectively get better. So to answer that question, definitely no. Now, as you know, the Steelers' uh, offense has been uh, struggling in particular uh, by more particularly third-down conversions. I mean, they're still struggling a little bit with the run. I mean, when you look at the tape right now, I mean, because, I mean, for three games right now, I mean, they're rushing attack right now. I mean, when you look at it, they're 22nd, which is still not good enough. But I think the biggest disturbing, alarming stat, too, has been the third down conversions. Let's be honest with that. I feel like right now, when you look at third down conversions, more particularly, and I tweeted this out uh, last evening. I mean, when you look at it, I mean, from the standpoint of, I mean, here's the thing that's killer right now. They're terrible right now when it comes anything beyond five yards or more. Anything above five yards when it comes to third down conversions. On a year, they're 13, excuse me, they're three of 15 beyond uh, five yards for the season, which includes going three of 13 passing attempts and over two running the ball. But however, when it's five yards or less, Steelers, I mean, for the most part, I mean, they're electing 83% of the time, 20 out of the 24. Uh, play calls they're using where it's pass versus run they're passing the ball 20 as opposed to four times so and they're only going 620 on passing attempts with third downs or less but they're perfect running the ball in that category uh which they're four four but totality for five yards or less 10 of 24 for 42 percent and like i said anything above five yards three of 15 that has got to change, if you ask me. And that is, uh, that's going to be the thing right there. And you, you want to know why Trubisky is struggling right there. And a lot of people are definitely questioning, you know, he is not the guy, or a lot of people are just sniffing out, plain simple. I can understand that. But at the same time, too, there's a lot of people right now who are wailing on, once again, Matt Canada as the OC. 
right now. And he, he does not look any uh, smarter in this uh, regard. And I tweeted up a poll yesterday. I just want to thank uh, those of you who took the time to vote. I was asking you, uh, Steeler Nation, basically, what stood out more particularly to the Browns' loss on Thursday Night Football? Would it be converting the third downs 1-9 or the run defense uh, allowing 171 yards where they gave up uh, 4.5 yards per attempt? Uh, and definitely, I mean, the running game, no doubt about it. I mean, they got outgained by 67 yards when the second half is where the difference in the run game was showing right there. I mean, the Steelers started off solidly. They had 18 I mean, they had 88 yards off 16 attempts in the first half, averaging five and a half as opposed to uh, allowing 79 yards. 79 yards, I mean, you look at a run defense, which was dead last right now. Um, I mean, that's not very good at all. But in the second half, he still allowed the Browns to get an additional 92 yards. And in the second half, you only have 16 yards to show for that. Now, granted, I do feel like, you know, the combination of Najee Harris and uh, Jalen Warren uh, did an excellent job. I thought, like, uh, running the air as a punch was enough. No, but in totality, they did have 104 yards tonight, averaging 4.7 uh, yards per attempt. And, unfortunately, the only two touchdowns that were scored was on the ground. There was no passing touchdowns in this game. So this is where you got to, like, look at it right here. And that's the thing right here. I mean, Mike Tomlin in particular, I mean, when you look at it, he was saying, if you can't slow down Chubb, you can't beat this group. And Chubb uh, had a terrific night right there, going for 113 yards on the ground, averaging almost five yards carry. Got the only touchdown on the ground. Uh, two touchdowns were passed by Jacoby Prasad in this game, but – Kareem Hunt did compliment him well in that game. He had 12 carries for 47 yards right there. So a nice one-two punch, averaging almost four yards carry right there. And uh, those are the big uh, keys right there. Then you also saw, I mean, Jacoby Percent even converting a few uh, short yards uh, conversions in this game. And when you look at it for right now, uh, I feel like, you know, just the biggest uh, backbreaker, too. I mean, it was definitely the run game, no question about it. I mean, more in particular, winning the battle at the line of scrimmage. And when you're not winning that battle at the line of scrimmage, I mean, you're going to get uh, beat up in that game. You're going to get ha- you're gonna get your butts uh, handed to you. I mean, and it showed in the time of possession right there. The Steelers did not get enough time to control the ball in the second half. They only have for only 10 and a half minutes while the Browns had nearly doubled that. And and the final result was the Cleveland Browns had the ball for over 36 minutes, while the Steelers had for almost 24 minutes. That is problematic when you're not trying to do that. So, I mean, another thing is, too, I, I'm surprised a lot of people ain't bringing this up, but I, I, I feel like the verdict is still out. I'm a little bit concerned right now, I got to be honest with you. Brian Flores, he is the senior linebacker's coach. I'm willing to give this guy a little bit more slack. I do understand, too, that Devin Bush, he is trying to, like, uh, prove something. I mean, once again, I mean, Devin Bush, I mean, seems like he's 
doing that bad so far. I mean, as far as inside linebackers, he's second in the team on tackle on tackles as far as like uh for the season. He's got twenty so far for the year. So, I mean, right there, I mean, when you look at it in that regard, I mean, he's averaging about like six over six uh, tackles a game right there. Uh, Miles Jack is a leading group right there, but Devin Bush, he is fourth in this team overall. And when you look at it, like when you had like guys like Tyson Alala, who's lost with the season right there, I mean, who's definitely playing right now on this team. It's just uh, definitely disappointing, to say the least. I mean, who was their nose tackle? And for right now, uh, he still is. He's still their nose tackle. I mean, listed on the depth chart, but Tyson Alao does not seem to be like the same guy right now. I mean, Alao for right now, who's uh, playing uh, at that position, he has only got six tackles for the seasons. I remember this is a guy right here who was at the age of 35 right there who has knee injured. I forget if it was the second or third week of last year, but he is clearly not himself just yet. So I'm going to ask you uh, right now, what do you feel like is the more alarming concern? I mean, would it be particularly with the offense not converting enough third downs? Or would you say – the run defense, stopping the run. I mean, you can't go wrong with either one. But if I'm going to lean towards one thing that's really needs to change, I'm looking at third down conversions, clearly. And even with TJ Watt, if he was able to be available, let's just say if he didn't get hurt, I still think they lose this game. As, as much as a game changer as he is uh, in this game, it's it's very uh, hard to believe that he would be, you know, like uh, like stop them for losing this uh, game right there. And contributing writer and editor Dale Lally, uh, formerly of DK Pittsburgh Sports, he is now a contributing writer and editor for Steelers.com. You can also see him on the Steelers uh, live panel of rotating uh, hosts right there. Uh, and analysts, uh, he was uh, basically saying on TJ Watt, uh, as regards to look for a silver lion during pre-game warm-ups on Thursday night, Watt was running 50-yard sprints and turning his arms as he did so. Uh, showed no ill effects from the pectoral muscle injury that landed him on a reserve and injury list. He still has two more games that he can be designated for return and it appears to look sooner rather than later. And you look at a guy like right now who's definitely uh, starting off good. We'll see if it continues to grow and add on throughout the season. But Alex Highsmith right now, uh, for the most part, uh, who on this team right now, I mean, throughout this time, he's got he's the lead dog with sacks with four and a half. And then he's also leading the team in quarterback uh, hits with four. He's got one more than TJ. I mean, tackles for loss, he's got four. And then he's got seven quarterback uh, hits right there uh, for the season. Alex Smith, I mean, he's a guy right there who's really starting to come into his own right now. I mean, you look at this guy right here who's been, I mean, just doing nothing but getting better so far. I mean, he had six sacks a year ago, and he's on pace to smash that record so far. 
I mean, this is a guy right now who's averaging one and a half sacks per game, uh, to say the least. And, uh, I mean, if you were able to keep that up, I mean, basically, I mean, <laughs> he could get up in the high teens, maybe close to 20 sacks. I I'm not sure about that, but, I mean, I'm really starting to wondering right now, too, I mean, how much in due time are coaches and offensive coaches are going to find a way to, like, uh, pick up on him? I mean, offensive line coach to, like, limit Highsmith. Now he's starting to pick up and heat up now. But T.J. Watt, like I said, he's got about another two more weeks. So that would be after the Buffalo Bills game. Basically, he would be uh, designated for return. Then they'll just have to go from there. But, yeah. But since 2018, the Steelers right now, uh, another thing was, too, that uh, stood out was missed tackles in this game. There was a lot of missed tackles in this game. And since 2018, according to Pro Football Reference, when they started putting out the advanced uh, defensive stats on their website. Uh, since that time, they've been 30th in that, in that inaugural season with 80 missed tackles, so that's towards bottom. 19th in 2019 with 106, 14 in 2020 with 111, 4th in 21 with 125, and 7th this season with 16. So ever since 2018, that has been uh, slowly – They've been missing a lot more tackles little by little. And uh, that's one thing right there, too. I When you look at Steelers teams in the past, just watching with the eye test, even in those years back in 2015 and 2016, when they were still making the playoffs, there was a lot of games where we saw right there where they missed a lot of crucial tackles throughout those seasons right there. That could have cost them and done them a lot sooner. Also, getting back uh, to regards to the game right here, uh, one of the teammates who was frustrated after this game, uh, Deontay Johnson, wide receiver, uh, he says uh, in regards to the struggles, it could be anything when it comes to them. When I say them, I mean the coaches. I'm not throwing them under the bus, but we can only do what they tell us to do and make plays. That's about it. And, yeah, I mean – he is uh, definitely outlying, like, uh, the, I mean, it doesn't sound like he's necessarily say that. I don't think he's, like, you know, like, really ripping the coaches, but it almost sounds like he's ripping, you know, like Mitch Tabisky and his quarterback play a little in a way, I mean, read between the lines. I mean, the, the key thing is towards the end is, like, Got to go out and make plays. So it pretty much comes down to execution. And that's the only sad thing is where I do feel sorry for a guy like, uh, I mean, Mitch Trubisky right now. I mean, who knew going into this uh, season that, listen, he was okay with the fact that, and he was aware that they were going to eventually draft the quarterback. He was going to have someone uh, look, bring him down his back at some point. Everyone knew that he's not going to be a long-term answer, but I just still feel like it was just kind of like a little crazy how they – I mean, they signed up to a cheap deal. I mean, once again, I mean, when you break down, I mean, his uh, contract, I mean, uh, for what they did for Trubisky, I mean, basically, 
for the season. And it's just, uh, I I'm still just scratching my head, like, uh, how they were able to just, like, uh, get him as a replacement for uh, Ben Rosberger uh, back on uh, March 14th. I mean, he's he's got a two-year deal right now. Uh, his cap number right now is, is over $3.66 million. And then next year, it'll be over $10.6 million right there. But it's built up, I mean, with incentives right there. I mean, where he's getting fully guarantees over five and a quarter million dollars right here. So a two-year, $14.3 million contract with Steelers, five and a quarter guaranteed. I mean, this is a contract they can more likely get out of. But for right now, uh, it's uh, very like a laughable at this point what they did. And, uh, I mean, here they are. I mean, they kind of made their own bet in a way. I mean, the Trubisky train, I think, is slowly starting to lose pastures and riders on this train so far. Not saying it's like his teammates don't still want him to go, but, I mean, you clearly don't want to get into a point where you start to, like, lose a locker room right there. And the only thing is, too, I mean, Mike Tomlin right now uh, – he wants to look through things thoroughly, but again, if you're if your running game is failing you, and you're not converting enough third downs. Why not hand off to your running game in those third and short situations, like I outlined earlier? That is just inexcusable at this point. You got to be a lot smarter than that. Then we were going over the Steelers versus Browns uh, post-game show here and uh, what's ahead. Once again, you guys can follow me on social media, on Twitter at MetalSteelCJR, and on Instagram at Nation. So let's go ahead and uh, get into like some more things coming up right now, too. Uh, game balls. Let's go ahead and get into that. Game ball, I'm only going to give it on defense. Offense not to serve you that night. You can maybe argue the run game, but the run game did not do enough right there. And Najee Harris is slowly starting to get some confidence, but uh, it needs to be better. I'm only going to give it on defense. Alex Highsmith, he gets game ball for Thursday night's loss. Uh, he had eight tackles right there, coupled with he had a sack and a half in that game, two tackles for loss, and two quarterback hits right there. And he's, you know, as a result, he's leading the team in, um, in sacks, tackles for loss, and quarterback hits. So that's where I'm going to go with that. Now, coming up right now, Steelers, let's see if they can snap out of this right now because right now uh, they're going to be uh, having a tough slate coming up right now. Two out of their next five games in the month of October is going to be at home. They're only going to have two home games. That'll be next Sunday versus the New York Jets. And then uh, two weeks later against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the Jets right now, you know, once again, I mean, well, everyone's looking at it. it should be a winnable game, but it's like Peter King would even say, too, like on Pro Football Talk with Mike Florio, that's not even like given right now at this point. That's not even like a sure thing. I mean, the way his team is playing right there. And then, you know, I mean, I think the only way I do see Kenny Pickett, I mean, being put in there 
you know, uh, as opposed to Mitch Trubisky. If Trubisky, let's say if they're winning, but he struggles real bad throwing the ball or just making some passes, if it may, like poor passes, if it continues lack of execution on third downs, or if he's not even going past, like, say, 150 yards, you may see a change. Or just turn over the ball. What if he starts turning over the ball? I think that those would be the signs right there. I mean, the only good news I could say right now, uh, this is usually Mike Tomlin's uh, favorite hot month right here. I mean, in the month of October right now, uh, he, uh, he, 12 times in his career where he's had winning records in that month, uh, 2007 for 2009, 2011 for 2014, and then a five-year streak, which is the longest streak in Mike Tomlin's uh, coaching career, especially his only team with Steelers. Five straight years since 2017, uh, where he's had winning records right there. Uh, he has been perfect in that month three times back in uh, 2009, 2018, and 2020. And he had wins of four or more three times in 2009, 2011, and 2017. So if you're looking for anything to be encouraged about, I mean, with Tomlin right now, I mean, going into this next slate of games, it would have to be the month of October right now. And that's the bottom line uh, for right now. And I, I just feel like right now, too, I mean, they got a lot of thinking to do right now. I mean, just, just where, I mean, is the, the running defense going to show up? I mean, the only good thing so far about this game is that they've been able to stay healthy so far for right now. I mean, it doesn't seem like much injuries has uh, popped up yet. But going forward, it is definitely going to be right now. I mean, I mean, and it's going to be interesting to see, like, how it's changed the trajectory of the season. The only good thing I could say, it's only three games. But you do have to pay attention to that. At the same time, they're one and one division, one two in the AFC uh, conference right now, and uh, we'll, we'll see how they continue to make this happen right now. But it's uh, definitely a tough uh, role sledding. As a reminder, too, last year was the only season when the Steelers, if they started off one and three. That was the only time they were able to make the playoffs. I mean, under coach Mike Tomlin. But I want to just throw out one other thing, too, with Mike Tomlin. Let's get into this real quickly. A lot of things has been emphasized, too. And I heard this from many people like Colin Dunlap and people in the local Pittsburgh media, too. I mean, of course, I mean, everyone is well documented. I mean, basically... 11 years after his last uh, Super Bowl appearance, Mike Tomlin has been 3-7 and seven in the playoffs since then. And then he's also on top of that, too, he's always got a first at the AFC Championship game. But real quickly, I just wanted to give you a quick breakdown real quick. There's been 11 current coaches in the NFL right now. Well, 10 actually, excuse me, if you minus out Sean Payton. I mean, Mike Tomlin's is one of three coaches right now who has three playoff wins since their last year bowl. Uh, those guys are Kyle Shanahan of the San Francisco 49ers, Pete Carroll of the Seattle Seahawks. 
but but here's here's how it goes. Here's the breakdown of the coaches right now staying in those categories. You have Sean McVay right now, who is five and one, of course. I mean, since his last Super Bowl appearance, one he won last year. So I mean, in fairness, I mean, we can't go out this year, but prior to that, when his Rams team lost in Super Bowl fifty three, five and one, so Super Bowl champions. Next up, we got McCarthy, who's uh, five and seven. He said three one and duns. Uh, and that was since Super Bowl 45. Sean Payton, since Super Bowl 44, he has also been 5-7. and seven. He's been one and done one time, which is back in 2019 when they lost the wild card round to the Minnesota Vikings. Kyle Shanahan of the 49ers. I mean, or, or he is 3-1. and one. No one and dones. Pete Carroll, 3-5, two one and dones. Uh, those two came in 2018 and 2020. Uh, both versus Dallas Cowboys and the LA Rams. And, and then you got John Harbaugh, who's two and four, two one and done's back to back years in 2018 and 2019 with Lamar Jackson when they lost the Titans and Chargers. Uh, Andy Reid, he has been two and one, no one and done's. Bruce Arians, one and one, only once as far as division loss, he is retired now. They got Todd Bowles, of course, right now as the head coach. Then you got Ron Rivera. Uh, formerly of the Panthers and the Washington Commanders, who is 0-2 right now. One done in the wild card round twice. And last but not least, hard to believe, Bill Belichick, ever since winning his sixth and final Super Bowl, 0-2. Uh, or 2019 uh, was last season with Tom Brady, which he eventually forced out. They lost to the Tennessee Titans, of course, last year to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the only thing is, like, like I said, we can always talk about how Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season, okay? And a, lot, a lot of these guys on this list cannot do what he did. But the thing is, the bottom line is this. When you're in a town like the Steelers organization, granted, I mean, you know, the competitiveness of this game has changed tremendously. The only thing he, he is not excusable for is being one and done five times and three straight times since the AFC Championship loss from 2017. That's the part that is really hurting him the most, in my opinion. Uh, like I said many times, he's not going to get fired, I don't feel. But at some point, I do feel like, you know what, pressure's going to be put on. Patience will run out at some point. Or they'll need to have hard conversations right there. I mean, some people have been speculating like a certain privilege has been taken away as far as like letting someone else call defensive play calls or whatever. I mean, the bottom line is, you know, he's always going to stay competitive. I mean, he always keeps saying we don't live in our fears, but yeah, I mean, he's a competitive guy. He hasn't had a losing season. Some people are kind of spinning it. He's just playing not to lose. I don't believe that, but I do want to see right now because I'll, I'll be honest with you my evaluation of Mike Thomas just as of late let's just call it what it is he's been a great regular season coach I've personally you know if you get back to the playoffs win a couple playoff games before we start talking Super Bowls get as far back as you did to the conference championship game if you can or pass the divisional round that's what I want to see start doing consecutive years or when you're in those times where we're really knocking on the door, 
Because to be honest, you, I do feel, you know, like covering this team as a fan person myself, we're only going to get so far. And it just makes you feel a little stuck. And that's why, you know, when we, we know he's a damn good coach. Well, when you're talking about being elite, those are the biggest indictments on Tomlin right now. And that's going to do it for this edition here of the Monosville Podcast. Once again, you guys can follow me uh, on social media, on Twitter, at CGR and on Instagram, at Nation. So I leave you. Don't be trolling. Be rolling. Here we go, sir. Here we go. I gone.